Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wabarakatuh You are listening to a Better Muslim Podcast Thank you for choosing to listen to us And if you find that our contents are beneficial Please like, follow and share This is your host Raja Muhammad Mikhail And today we will actually talk about the second surah Surah Al-Qalam that has been revealed in the Quran A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajim رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأغدة النسان يفقه قولي أمد الله Fellow listeners, today we'll actually talk about the lessons that we'll actually learn in Surah Al-Qalam which was the second surah that has been brought down in Makkah to the Prophet Rasulullah SAW during a time when opposition towards him had grown very harsh and tyrannical The surah itself consists of three themes namely the replies to the opponents' objections, administration of warnings and admonition to them, and the exhortation to the Holy Prophet Muhammad to patience and constancy. At the outset, the Holy Prophet Muhammad had been addressed to the effect, A'udhu Billahi Min Shaitan Rajim, Bismillahir Rahim. Noon, while the Kalami Wana is to own Man Tabinamati Rompika be Majinoon, Wain Nakala Ajaron or Eromanoon, Wain Nakala Hala Hulokin Alpin, Tatsatubelsiro and Tubelsiroon, Be إن ربك هو أعلم بمن ضل عن سبيله وهو أعلم بالمهتدين فلا تدع المكذبين ودوا له تدهنوا فتدهنوا فيدهنون صدق الله العظيم نون يو محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم are not by the grace of your Lord a madman and verily for you, O Muhammad wasallam, will be an endless reward. And verily you, O Muhammad wasallam, are on an exalt, exalted standard of character. You will see, and they will see, which of you is afflicted with madness. Verily, your Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows better who among men has gone astray from his path, and he knows better those who are guided. So, O Muhammad wasallam, obey not the deniers of the deen, the oneness of Allah and the messenger of Allah wasallam. They wish that you should compromise in the religion out of courtesy with them, so they too will compromise with you. Then, in order to enlighten the common people of the character of a prominent man from among the opponents whom the people of Makkah fully well recognized has been presented without naming him at that time the holy prophet pure and sublime conduct was before them was before their time before their culture before the time of jahiliya and every discerning eye could also see what sort of character and morals were possessed by the chiefs of makkah who were leading the opposition against him they were more of tyrannical people who were very harsh, inhuman, and only thought themselves as being right and superior amongst others. Then, in verse 17, 
in ayah 17 to 7 to 33 Inna balawna kama balawna ashab al-jannati if aqsamu layasrimunnaha musbihin wa la yastathnun fatafa alayha ta'ifun وَرَبِّكَ وَهُمْ نَائِمُونَ فَأَصْبَحَتْ كَالصَّرِينَ فَتَنَادَوْا مُصْبِحِينَ أَنِغْدُوا عَلَى حَرْثِكُمْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَارِمِينَ فَانْطَلَقُوا وَهُمْ يَتَخَافَتُونَ أن لا يدخلنها اليوم عليكم مسكين عليكم مسكين وغدوا على حرد قادرين فلما رأوها قالوا إنا لضانون بل نحن محروم بل نحن محرومون قالوا قال أوسطهم ألم أقل لكم لولا تسبحون قالوا سبحان ربنا إنا كنا ظالمين فأقبل بعضهم على بعض يتلاومون قالوا يا ويلنا إنا كنا طاغين عسى ربنا أن يبدلنا خيرا منها إنا إلى ربنا راغبون كذلك العذاب والعذاب الآخرة أكبر لو كانوا يعلمون صدق الله العظيم Verily, we had tracked them as we tracked the people of the garden when they swore to pluck the fruits of the garden in the morning without saying Allah, if Allah will and there passed by on the garden something of fire from your lot at night and burnt it while they were asleep. So the garden became black by the morning, like a pitch dark night in complete rains. Then they called out to one another as soon as the morning broke, saying, Go to your teeth in the morning if you would pluck the fruits. So they departed, conversing in secret low tones, saying, No skin, no poor man shall enter upon you into it today. And they went in in the morning with strong intention thinking that they have power to prevent the poor taking to prevent the poor from taking anything of the fruits therefrom but when they saw the garden they said verily we have gone astray then they said nay indeed we are deprived of the fruits the best among them say did i not tell you why do you not say inshallah if allah will they said glory to our Lord, verily we have been zalimun, the wrongdoers, transgressors, zalim against ourselves, cruel against ourselves. Then they turned one against another in blaming. They said, Woe to us, verily we were tarun, transgressors and disobedient. 
we hope that our Lord will give us in exchange a better garden than this. Truly we turn to our Lord, wishing for good that He may forgive our sins and reward us in the hereafter. Such is a punishment in this life, but truly the punishment of the hereafter is greater. But if only they knew. Then, in verse 34 to 47, continuously, the disbelievers have been admonished in which the address sometimes turned to them directly and sometimes they are warned through the Holy Prophet A summary of what has been said in this regard is this. Well-being in the hereafter inevitably belongs to those who spend their lives in this world in full consciousness of Allah. It is utterly against reason that the obedient servants should meet in the hereafter the same fate as the guilty. There is absolutely no basis of the disbelievers and misunderstandings that misunderstanding that Allah will treat them in a manner they choose for themselves, whereas they have no guarantee for this. Everything is within Allah's will. That's why we must always say inshallah, because we don't have any, we do not have any guarantee, any power against anything. We may plan, but Allah is of course the best planner. He's the one that actually decides what's going to happen. There is no guarantee for anything that we'll be planning. But we can always only put good faith that inshallah everything will work out as to what we plan. Those who are being called upon to bow before Allah in the world and they refuse to do so would be unable to prostrate themselves or should sujud on the day of resurrection even if they wanted to do so and thus would stand disgraced and condemned. Having denied the Quran, they cannot escape divine punishment. The rain they are being given has deluded them. They think that since they are not being punished in spite of their denial, they must be on the right path. Whereas they are following the path of ruin. We can see such things. An example, people who are Muslims, but they do not pray, they do not fast, they went against the religion, but then we see them as, get, as getting a lot of good things in life, good tidings. But if only they knew, it is actually their share of what they were supposed to have in Jannah, given to them in heaven. But Allah is fair. Allah give it to them first in, in the world itself, in dunya. And He will actually not give them back whatever that they have been given in this dunya when they are supposed to actually have it in the hereafter. If only they knew that they were doing it wrong. They have no reasonable ground for opposing the Rasulullah for, for Rasulullah is a preacher without any vested interest. He is not even asking for any reward from for them for reward from them for himself in monetary returns or so on and so forth. But he just asks them to follow Allah, to return to the true path. And they cannot either make the claim that they know with certainty that he is not a true messenger, nor that what he says is false. In conclusion, the Holy Prophet Rasulullah has been exhorted to the effect, bear with patience the hardships that you may have to face in a way of preaching the faith till Allah's judgment arrives and avoid the impatience which caused suffering and affliction to the Prophet Yunus And that itself is actually the lessons or the, the minute lessons that we can actually learn from Surah Al-Qalam. 
there's a lot more that we can actually learn from this surah itself. But because I don't want to drag this podcast to be longer than 12 minutes, it would actually bore you out. So why not take this time to actually read read the Quran itself, read the surah, read the translation, and from there understand and learn and analyze the lessons that can actually be, be learned from the surah itself. Maybe actually be placed as among the people who believe and we stay steadfast in our path towards reaching the, our closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And may Allah actually grant us jannah and not punishment in the hereafter nor in the dunya. <laughs>